Hey there. Thank you so much for checking out this message with us at Believer's Chapel. Our prayer is that you have a genuine experience with God and that you're able to connect with him in a deeper way as a result of listening to this message. Thank you again. God bless you. Man, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord together. It's good to uh, worship Jesus, to put him first, and just to get to know him better. You know, he just, he just wants to be close to us. He wants us to be close to him, and he's done everything on his end to be close to us. It's up to us now to reciprocate, and so here we are, worshiping Jesus together, doing that. What a great thing. So uh, we're in this series called Thought Pollution, and um, I'm going to just go dive right into this. Last weekend, after church, my family and I went uh, to Salmon River Falls. How many have been to Salmon River Falls before? If you haven't been there, it's really beautiful, um, especially in the fall right now. There's a couple of pictures. Uh, Abby, if you can click there. This is me and two of my kids. Uh, we're on the cliff. Right behind us is the falls, really. So if we, you know, something happened, we could step back and die. We, this was perilous times right here. <laughs> it's really not that close. But uh, you can show her the next picture. That's my wife and I, same place. She tried to push me off. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what's going on that day, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then uh, I think I have one more. That's uh, yes, yeah, me and I right there. Good thing she didn't push me off, huh? So I've always liked, uh, I don't know about you, but I've always liked being around rivers, streams, waterfalls. I love waterfalls. One summer, my kids and I, we just did a waterfall tour of New York State. And we went and saw that summer as many waterfalls as we could see. And um, I just love to be around the water. Something about it, even when I was a kid uh, growing up in Camillus, uh, I had a park behind my house called Show Park. Some of you may have been there uh, before. And they have a little stream that flows through that park. And my friends and I, we would just hang out in that stream and try to catch salamanders or uh, crayfish, they call them here. Uh, you know, turn up the rocks and just, we'd build dams. We'd try to just do, it's just, you know, refreshing to be around the water, right? Especially in the hot summertime, it's just, it's just nice to be uh, near the water. Um, I like going to the Caribbean, right, and snorkeling. I could just stay in the water uh, doing that all day, literally, ask my family. Like, I just like to, um, it's just, it's calming, it's relaxing, it's refreshing. Uh, does anybody here like the water? All right, so most of you can relate, right? And we like these things. We had a pool at my house for a long time. We don't have one at our newer house now, but uh, we liked it at the time. And we'd, you know, I'd, I, when I would used to try harder, I used to run. <laughs> and then um, after I'd run, I'd jump into the pool. It's so refreshing, right? And, uh, and just, this, it's just nice, right, to be around the water. And, and the Bible talks about some things uh, concerning water quite often. And I want to share a scripture with you that, uh, I think pertains to this thought pollution idea and to just even just our, our desire to be in the water and to, uh, to just to um, have that refreshment a part of us. And if you turn in your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 47, you'll read this where God is talking to the prophet Ezekiel and he's telling um, Ezekiel, he's showing him this picture that there's, there, there's this river that's coming from the temple. And the temple in that time, it represented God's presence. And where people could go and meet with God and God with them. And so God is showing Ezekiel this water, this river that's flowing out from the temple, kind of like in a dream. 
and this water's flowing out from the temple, and at first it's just a little bit deep, and then it gets up to his knees and up to his waist, and then it gets so high as he walks into it deeper, he can start swimming in this, in this river, and it's representing not real water, but it's representing the presence of the Lord that's coming from the house of God. This refreshment that's coming. And then it gets to this place um, where God kind of shows him all this, then it takes him back, and, he's, and he, he wants to show him the effects of this river, and how, how good this river is to, the, to everything. And so in verse, uh, if you go to verse um, six, he asked, he, said, he asked me, God asked him, son of man, do you see this? And he led me back to the bank of the river. And when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to, see, he said to me, uh, this water flows toward the eastern region. And it talks about uh, where it's going and it empties into the Dead Sea. And when it empties into the Dead Sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. So old becomes new. Uh, and verse 9 says, swarms of living creatures live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this, this water uh, flows there and makes salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Wherever the water flows, everything will live. Kaysen said it when he was worshiping today. God redeems because that's who he is. He just redeems. God brings life because he is life. God brings love because he is love. He can't help but to bring life when he flows into this place. When he flows from the temple and the river comes out, the presence of the Lord comes and it fills our hearts. It fills our lives. It can't help but to change and transform our lives. Dead things become new. Old habits start to change and we build new habits, good habits. We start to produce fruit where there was no fruit before, where there's dead places, even in our job, even in our finances. God starts to bring new life to our lives when we are in the river. When we're in the river. Then it goes on, if you go to verse 12, it says, fruit trees and all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Are you hearing this today? God is uh, wanting to flood this place with his river coming from the temple and now where's the temple? We are the temple of the living God. His spirit lives in us now. Jesus said rivers, streams of living water will flow, flow from within you now. And when you're in the presence of God and when you're connected to Jesus and when you're one with him, this river starts to flood your heart and starts to flow up out of you. And wherever this river goes, it brings life. And now it even says it not only brings life, it brings fruit and food and it brings healing. Now, I don't know about you, but this world brings some heartache and hurt, some depression. If you watch too much news or if you watch, you go on your Apple news, it's not, it's not uh, encouraging. And we need that river to encourage us, to lift us, to heal our brokenness when we become hurt and in despair are broken. And so God is trying to show us today that if you will learn to get into this river, if you will learn to get into his presence, if you will learn to get connected with him, that there are great results that could come from that. How many of us 
have tried to live for God, how to try to live this life without his help. <laughs> right, we're laughing because we know it's true, right? We think of all the times we're like, I tried to do that on my own. It didn't work too well. I'm so frustrated. I can't believe this isn't happening right. We all have done that. We've, we've tried to make things happen, whether it's in finances or whether it's in relationships, whether it's in our career. I gotta make this happen. I'm the boss. I am, I exalt me, right? I'm the one that's in charge. I can make this happen. And, and before long, we start to get tired and we start to get weary. And we start to lose hope. We start to realize that I can't do this. When the whole time, God says, if you will just do this one thing, if you'll just be in my presence, if you'll just remain in me, if you'll just connect with me, then this river will flow and fruit and healing will come from your lives. We have so much uh, coming against us in this matter. You know, we have on this one instance where this scripture is talking about how this river wants to flood our hearts and wants to flow through us and that we should be swimming in this river. But the whole time, many a times we're just like too busy because we, we want to try it on our own or the things and the cares of this world are, are heavy or because um, we're distracted. We have all these things that would, uh, would come against us, the busyness of life, the hurt, uh, sometimes ignorance or confusion. Sometimes we just don't, don't know that we should go to God with things or, or forget or maybe you don't know God so you don't know that you can go with him. But the Bible says it like this in 1 John four sixteen. It says, God is love. And the, the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. There's this, this scripture, this word here that I want to point out, and that's the word remain. Because this is the word that we, if you take anything home today, take this word home, to remain. To remain in this river, to remain in God's love, to remain with him, to re remain connected. I'm going to share one more uh, scripture on this. It's in John 15, 5. It says, Jesus is talking about um, uh, gardening, really. And he talks, he talks about how he is the vine and we are the branches. And he says the same word, if you remain in this, this word, I don't usually share this, but I'm in Greek class right now. And so I have to, it's actually one of my vocabulary words. Uh, it's called, the word is called uh, meno, which actually means abide or remain or tarry. Do not depart. Stay with God. And so Jesus is saying this, he's saying, if you remain in me, if you tarry, if you don't separate yourself from me, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And then he says, what happens if we don't? Apart from me, you can do nothing, right? You guys hear me say this all the time. And so today, I want you to take more than any other thing that today that you will fight to remain in God. Everything in the world is trying to pull you away from the river. Everything in the world is trying to distract you from being in God's presence. Even our own flesh doesn't want to do it many of the times. We forget how awesome it is in God's presence and how much joy comes from it and how much fruit comes and how the healing flows. Have you ever been in God's presence and you just start to just almost weep or even weep because you just realize that God is touching you and healing you? It's awesome to be in God's presence. Have you ever been in God's presence and prayed for somebody and they actually got healed? Physically healed? I have. I can tell you a ton of stories. Have you ever been in God's presence and 
you really, at first, when you first, before you came there, you were just so downtrodden and you maybe didn't know what to do about a situation because of it, you're stressed. And then all of a sudden you come into God's presence, you get just spend a little time with him and then all of a sudden you get this great clarity and it's like the weight of the world just, just leaves and you know what to do. Have you ever had that happen before? I want to tell you, if you haven't had these things happen to you before, you need to get into the river. I want to tell you something else. If you've had those things happen before, you should be getting in the river more often, right? You should be swimming in it. We need to get into God's presence. We need to get into his, as, as the world, as our flesh, as other people will distract us, will detour us from being with God, from being in his presence. We are the ones that are responsible to remain in him. Jesus says, remain in me, and I will remain in you, and you will bear much fruit. I just want, let's just park there for a second, right? All of us want to be successful. All of us want uh, to be fruitful in this life. We all know how short this life is. And we want to make our lives count. And Jesus gives us this simple scripture. He gives us this ultimatum. He says, if you remain in me, you will, you will bear much fruit. Not just, oh yeah, you'll have a, you'll have a couple apples, right? right I, I think I told this story before. I used to have an apple tree in my front yard. And I didn't have a very big yard. And it, at first, it didn't have, produce very good apples. And, but we started pruning it and taking better care of it. And the next year, there were so many apples that it was really getting frustrating because we had to mow and um, it's like, I had to tell the kids, can you go get all the apples? And they'd be picking up like bagfuls of apples just so I can mow. Week after week after week, the thing became so fruitful that I was like, ah, oh, this apple tree is really a hassle. It's becoming so fruitful. And so many apples that I, we, it's just, it was, I didn't want that many apples, right? So this is a bad, becoming a bad illustration because God's not going to cut us down if we're too fruitful, but I cut it down. <laughs> so actually, I displaced it. So one of those people came and took it and, you know, saved it and moved it somewhere else. Um, so anyway, that's how it is when we're in God, when we're in his presence, when we're with him on a daily basis, when we take the time out to say, God, I just want to be with you today. I want to soak in your presence. I want to be next to the river And God causes us to bear how much fruit? Much fruit. God, guys, I believe that if you will get in God's presence, you're going to have so much fruit that you're going to be shocked. You're going to be like, wow, look at all the good things that God is doing through my life. Look at how much money I have. Look how much blessings God is blessing me. Look how many people are coming to Jesus because I'm with God. Look how, look how my life is just overflowing with joy and peace. When we're with God, when we're connected with him, when we remain in him, you will bear much fruit. Much fruit. The Bible says that the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God wants us to have all these fruits coming from our lives and flowing out from us. Not to be sour and miserable, full of, you know, fruitful, like fruit that has like worms in it. <laughs> he wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be overflowing. And then he says, 
apart from me, you can do nothing. Look, our best efforts, they may seem good at times, they may seem fruitful at times, but in the long run, we know that the, the fruit that our own efforts produce don't measure up. There's a great scripture that talks about building treasure in heaven. That one day, everything we be, be bring before the Lord will go through this fire and that, that stuff that will not last will just burn away the wood, straw, but precious stone will last. That God wants to make, have us build fruit and be fruitful for fruit that will last, fruit that matters. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. And that's what will happen if we learn to fight to remain in him. God wants us to be in fellowship with, us, with him. Jesus is saying that you must remain in him. My um, pastor's wife, I call her Momo. She's like a second mom to me. She lives in Louisiana. And she said something to me one day, probably when I was like 20 years old, so like 10 years ago. Um, she, said, she said, Rich, I don't know why she said this to me. I was probably doing something wrong. She said to me, she said, Rich, people make time for what's important to them. I know we have these excuses. I have, if anyone has excuses for not having enough time, my wife and I have um, the most. I'm <laughs> not in the competition here, but we have six. Well, Mike Granger has, Mike and Shauna, you guys beat us. You have nine kids, we have six. So um, we're busy. Our kids are in sports. Uh, we have jobs. Uh, we're, every single day, it just seems like something's going on. And it'd be very easy for us to miss being in this river. It'd be very easiest for us to be so busy with the things of the world and with our lives and our kids' lives and uh, just all the things that we, we do on a daily basis that we would miss this river on a daily basis. But God has called us to fight to remain in this. People make time for what's important to them. Let me ask you a question. Is God's presence, is God's will, is God's love important to you? is what Jesus is saying today by saying, you need to remain in me. You need to get into my presence. And if you do, you'll bear much fruit. You'll be like this, a person next to this, this river coming out of the temple. Are you going to fight for that? Is that important enough to fight for it in your own life? Sometimes I ask, why would people not fight for this? And I really can only think of two answers uh, as I was thinking through this. The first one is they probably don't know the ramifications of not being in a relationship with Christ. They probably don't know the tragedy of not being in this river. They probably don't realize the gravity of what they're missing out on. You see, God has a purpose, a plan for each of our lives. That plan is supposed to be full of fruit and full of helping people and full of purpose and life and joy, and all these things. And, and when we don't experience that ever, we don't even know what we're missing out on, right? It's like people from the South, they're like, you know, you tell them, man, Kroger's is all right, but you're missing out. You've never been to Wegmans, right? And they're like, what are you talking about? There's a grocery store? Until they go there, they're like, wow. 
I've been missing out my whole life on this place. No, that's not the best example, but we know, like, when we haven't, if you've never been in God's presence, if you've never experienced this, this, this joy that we're speaking about, this love that we sing about, and all these things, then you just don't realize what you're missing out on. And you could come to church your whole life and still miss out on being in this river in the presence of God. You need to dive into this river. And so uh, I think a lot of people may miss out on being in God's presence because they don't know, they don't realize what they're missing out on because they've never experienced it. I just want to say to you today that God wants you to experience him today. You don't have to wait until you're perfect. You don't have to wait till you're clean to go into the river. In fact, you go in the river, you'll get cleaned up really fast. I, I can say this because I know. I've been dirty and I've gotten into the river and God washes me clean. He forgives my sins and he, his, his, he, he restores my soul. He lifts me up and, and he brings me to this place that is better than any other place on the planet. The second thing I think people don't, they haven't experienced is, uh, which I started off saying first, I should I kind of skipped around, is that, um, the, again, the ramifications of not being in the river. When we miss out on the river, we miss out on life. We miss out um, on God, his purpose, why we're even here. And you know what? I'm just going to say this. Hell is real. And God's will is not for any of us to perish, but all to have everlasting life. But we can't get to heaven and avoid hell on our own. You can only do that by a relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to have a little fear of God in our lives. I'm not saying that we should be scared of God. I'm saying that we should have this respect and this know that, hey, he's legit here. And what he says goes. He is Lord and above all else. Uh, he tells us what to do, not the other way around. We live in a society that likes to think we're the boss, we're God, and we can tell God how to do things, and we make up our own philosophies of how things ought to be. God, I don't like how God does that, so this must not be God. And so I don't believe that this is, no, no, no. Just because you don't believe that hell exists doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It's in the Bible. It's in God's words. There's been centuries of debates about this. And every time it's proven true. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not true. I don't like vegetables. doesn't mean that they're not real. <laughs> right? I mean, eat your vegetables. Kids, eat your vegetables. All right, so let's bring this thing to a close. How are we going to do this? How are we going to get in this river? Anybody want to go in the river with me? Like, we need to get in this river, right? We need to learn to swim better. We need to learn to wade better. We need to learn to get into it. And so let's get into this river. And the first thing that we have to do to get in the river is make a conscious decision that every day I'm going to take time to get into the river of God. 
The Bible says that this presence of the Lord, that this river flows from the temple, from his place, from his home, from his presence, and it flows and it floods. And now we are the temple of God. It wants to flood our hearts and flow up out of us. And if we will allow God to, to flood our hearts and to be with him, it will change our lives forever. And so we have to make a conscious decision even today that God, from this day forward, I'm going to take time to be with you, period. Is anybody ready to get in the river? Anybody gonna make a conscious decision that today you're here? We swim in the river and worship together. We're talking about the river, but you need to have some personal time with Jesus where it's just you and him. God, I know that I, there's times... There's times in my life where I'd rather watch something on TV. Or there's times in my, is it getting darker in here? <laughs> there's, times, there's times in my life where I would rather do a lot of other things. But we have to make a conscious decision that I need Jesus more than I need all those other things. And if it's even turning off your phone for 10 minutes or the television for 30 minutes or telling your family, hey guys, there's a do not disturb sign on the door. Don't come in here. I need to be in the river for a little bit. Do whatever it takes to, to get into the presence of God. And when you go there, be ready. Have expectations. Believe that God's gonna show up because he will. Learn to pray. Learn to read your Bible. There's all kind of ways to do that. We have journals that we've put out before of how, how to do this. We, I have sheets you can, I can email them to you. If you just email me, I'll send it to Ashley and she'll email it to you or to Amy. And there's sheets on how to pray. How do I pray? How do I talk to God? How do I spend time with him? How do I get in this river, in other words? I could send you all kind of um, clues and hints on different ways that um, I have or other people have done this to get into the river of God. How to get into his presence, how to be with him. Some of you are already good at that. Some of you like to um, play worship music on your phone or whatever, your stereo system at home, and just get in the presence of God and worship him. That's a good way to get in the river. Some of you will read your Bible. Some of you do both. Some of you do both at the same time. Uh, there's no wrong way, but we have to get into the river. Being a church, we have to fight to remain in the presence of God. We have to fight that we know that this is an important place to be. This is important that we come together and worship God together like we did this morning. It's important that you are hearing this message right now to remind you, oh yeah, I need to be in God with God again. It's easy for us as humans to get off track, right? Oh, I'm the only one. We all get off track at times and we need that reminder that we need God again, that we need to go back to these basics, that we need to be in him. If all you do each day is to fight to remain in God's river, in his presence I'm talking about. When I say river, I'm talking about where the Holy Spirit is, where God is, where he wants to touch your lives and where you meet with him and he with you, where he wants to bring life and fruitfulness to your life and where you listen to him and you read his word and you, get, you, you speak to him and you, 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 it's an exchange, it's a relationship. You're giving up to him all the things that you are concerned about and at the same time, he's giving you all this peace and joy there's this exchange that happens that's beautiful and there's this relationship that takes place. If that's all you do each day in your life, you've accomplished your purpose for that day. You don't have to do anything else, but you know what? You're not gonna be able to help but to do other things because of that life that's gonna come. In fact, all life flows from this river. 
In fact, you can't do anything of any significance without this river in your life. It's time for us to get the pollution of our minds and of our laziness, of our habits, of all these things that have consumed us off of us. And we can't do that on our own. We have to get into the river. We have to get into the God. It's a beautiful place to be in God's river. So fight to remain in God. Abide in him. Do whatever it takes to fight for time with him, to cling to him. Don't allow yourself to be separated from Jesus. We should all be growing closer to him, not further from him. We should all be drawing nearer to God, not even be stuck in neutral. You see, when you gave your life to Jesus and you asked him to forgive you of your sins, that just started your journey to become closer to him and more like him. Ezekiel 47, their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Lord God, we're grateful for the river of God. We're thankful, God, for your presence. We're thankful for your Holy Spirit that is even here in this room right now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come on, would you just, even under, you can say this in your mind, you can say it out loud. Would you just welcome him? You just say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in me. When the presence of God comes into a room and he, he comes in like waves at times. And when he comes in, I wanna be the heart. I wanna be the person that says, my heart is wide open, flood me. I never wanna be the one that says, sorry God, my heart's closed to you. Sorry God, I'm too busy for you. Sorry God, I'm too distracted for what you wanna do right now in my life. Instead, God, I am here and I want you. In fact, when God's presence does not come into the room, I want to be the one saying, God, where are you? God, I need you. I want to be one that's seeking him. That's how we ought to be as a church. God, I want you. God, I need you. Come on, would you just tell him right now, his presence is in this place. He wants to move. He wants you in his river. He wants to touch your life. He wants to bring healing. He wants to bring hope. He wants to bring clarity. I believe that God is even saying today that <coughs> some of you in this place, you have, you have um, gotten away from being able to even dream and hope for big things because you've been so downtrodden and discouraged because of things not happening. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Some of you in this place have hearts that are sick. And God is coming right now 
with his presence. And he's saying to us today that if you open your heart to him again, if you will have even a little sliver of hope to open up your heart enough to let him in, that he'll come in and heal your heart and help you to hope again and help you to dream again. And not just to dream and hope, but to actually see those things come to fruition. God, we open our hearts to you even right now. God, we open our lives to you. We want you, Jesus. Okay, so I wonder if you could sing that second to last song that you sang, just the chorus there. We want you. We can't get enough, Jesus. I want to sing this to Jesus we right now. We love you. We'll never stop. Can't live without you, Jesus. We love you. We can't get enough. All this is for you, Jesus. We love you. We'll never stop. Can't live without you, Jesus. We Can't get enough. All of this is for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. God, that's our heart cry today. We need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. I can't encourage you enough to jump in the water. You know. <laughs> some people that are really good when they're, they're near water, they just like, are like kamikazes, you know, they'll just jump off cliffs and just jump right into the, into the water. There's others <laughs> that are like, it's cold, you know. They just like put their toe, you know, and then like, okay, I'll go a little bit deeper. <laughs> Which ones are the jumpers here? Who, who just dives right in this place? I'm telling you, just dive into Jesus. Who are the ones that just take their time and you have to adjust? There's no wrong answer here. I'm not going to bash you or anything. <laughs> I just want to encourage you, just start with your toe. It's okay. Start with your toe. But then put your foot in. And then go a little deeper. If you have to take your time, do it. Just do it. At least get some of the river. <laughs> it's pretty cool how God makes us different. But all of us need him, and all of us need his presence, and all of us need him in our lives on a constant, continual basis. God, we love you. We can't get enough. I want to speak to one other crowd today. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to be a part of your life, or maybe you did at one time and you've gotten away from him, you're here on a great day. Because today, God wants to fix that relationship between you and him. He loves you so much. And he wants to know you and you to know him. He loves you so much. that The Bible says that he died on a cross to take the place for the things that you've done that separated you from him. If you're here today and you say, you know what, that's me, I need a relationship with Jesus. I don't have it. 
I would like to start, or I'd like to reestablish that relationship today. If that's you here today with everybody's eyes closed, would you close your eyes and bow your heads again? If that's you here in this place, would you just lift your hand high enough so I can see it? Say, that's me. I want that relationship with Jesus. I see your hand. I see your hand. Who else? I see your hand. Anyone else? I want that relationship with Jesus. You can put your hands down. Now I want you to say this prayer. And I want you to say it with sincerity, as if God was right here in this room, because he actually really is. And I want you to say this to him with that sincerity. Say, God, everybody say this out loud. Say, God, I'm sorry for living my life without you. God, I'm sorry for doing things that have separated me from you. Today, I receive your forgiveness and I receive Jesus and what you did for me on the cross. Thank you now. I'll say it again. Thank you now that I'm forgiven. I want to say it one more time. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm forgiven. Amen. If you did that, Jesus has forgiven you, and you can start this journey with getting to know him. You can start getting your toes into that river, or you can be like those people that just like to go off right off the diving board and just jump right in. <laughs> God loves you. And I believe that God would even sing this song over us. I love you. I can't get enough. That he loves you so much. He wants to be with you. He created you in his image to be more and more like him and less and less like the things the world puts on us, our sin. So God, we get in your river today. We swim in it. We want you, Jesus. Help us, God, from this day forward, God, to not miss a day without getting into your presence. Without, without getting into this water, this water that cleans, it refreshes, and it brings great fruit. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for checking out this message. If you would like help taking your first steps on your faith journey, you can text the number 315-444-2100 and include the word Jesus in your text. We're gonna follow up with you and help you get started. God bless you and thank you again.